0: You're an older, average-looking man, and a young, attractive woman comes on to you, makes it clear she wants to sex you up.
1: Congratulations.
0: And you ask her, why are you into me? And she says, it's because I want to learn English.
2: <laughs> this is getting kind of specific.
0: Try to try to turn off your hormones, because I realize that, you know, what's it, driving your decision here, but... They do factor in. Try to think logically about whether or
1: not that's a that
0: makes sense. What's logic
2: got to do with love, Jack?
1: <laughs> yeah, listen to him trying to overlay logic on love, Sean. Isn't it kind of sad?
2: Clearly, to I think d-
1: through the heart. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. How is you doing what you're doing right now? Don't stop. But how is you <laughs> doing that, teaching you English? And why
0: couldn't you learn English like if we played Monopoly together? <laughs> <laughs> that seems like that worked pretty good you learn all kinds of words. Community chest. That's a perfectly good English
1: phrase. There you go. Show me your community chest. That's oh, really know. funny. That reminds me. Uh, somebody somebody sent, I think it was a friend, sent me, a, a, one of our alert listeners, a sketch from Saturday Night Live in, I think, 2015 or 2013. It was back when Fred Armisen was on the show. And it, the sketch was uh, a bunch of tech reviewers were complaining about the new iPhone. And the host brought on three Apple uh, or three uh Chinese like slave laborers to argue with them and it was it was really, really funny but also Fred Armisen and uh, a couple of the gals were doing Chinese accents oh,
3: and boy. I don't think they could That's get
1: away something. with that now. no, absolutely not. Even though the parody was really striking blows for Chinese workers and, and hardworking people everywhere. But of course, it's politically incorrect, but it's a funny bit. Maybe I'll dig it up. We'll post it at Armstrongandgetty.com. So, speaking of China, uh, the source of the Chinese bat fever, which has so screwed up the world, perhaps you've noticed we've been talking about it a fair amount. I happen to go to the CDC website, and they have a, a whole section on obesity race, ethnicity, and COVID-19. And they make it clear that obesity is a common, serious, and costly chronic disease. And it says, having obesity puts people at risk for many other serious chronic diseases and increases the risk of severe illness from COVID-19. The, uh, oh, that's just the map. Let me scroll past that. Uh, Adults with excessive weight are at even greater risk during the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, having obesity may triple the risk of hospitalization due to a COVID-19 infection.
0: I remember talking about this a long time ago when they had preliminary numbers on this, that, that was one of your worst comor- comor- uh, other factors that might <laughs> kill you that you could have was
1: being overweight. Well, they've become more certain of it, not less uh obesity is linked to impaired immune function obesity decreases lung capacity and reserve and they make ventilation more difficult and as bmi increases the risk of death from covid 19 increases Uh, and they also mentioned that studies have demonstrated that obesity uh, may be linked to lower vaccine responses for a number of diseases including uh flu hepatitis tetanus and others so It's not an enormous leap to think that might also factor into uh, the effectiveness of this vaccine. But one of the reasons I bring this up is I've heard, and you probably have, too, a dozen times or more in the last couple of days, that uh, there are certain states like Cal Unicornia. Part of how they're going to distribute the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, is is based on current and historical inequities. so native peoples and minorities should get it first because of historical inequities that seems crazy well it's at least questionable but then they get into they connect all these threads and point out that obesity disproportionately impacts some racial and ethnic minority groups uh non-hispanic black adults in other words black adults had the highest prevalence of self-reported obesity just under 40%, followed by Hispanic adults at about 34, and white adults at 30. But how many about times... Asians. I'll bet
0: Asians even uh, thinner than that. Asians win everything. Congratulations,
1: oh, yeah. Asians. Yeah, well, and, and probably in the next century, too, but we'll see. Um, but how many times have you heard recently in the lame stream media saying the people of color are disproportionately getting the covid There is an inequity aspect of this. Well, it's because of all the fat people. Now, they might come back. Well, that's because of fast food and food deserts, which has been disproved over and over again. But why aren't people, you know, it's funny. Just, well, it's pandering. But why doesn't everybody know? I mean, with certainty, because they've heard it so many times that obesity is a terrible risk factor for COVID. I mean, that's it. But you want to protect yourself? Do whatever it takes to lose 10 pounds. You can gain it back when this thing is over if you want.
0: Or be even more careful if you're obese. because you're... Right. ...in a much worse situation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Skip the... uh... Give the outdoor dining, even or whatever. Although I think outdoor dining dining is nearly perfectly safe. Yeah, it's getting banned all over the place.
0: We're on all over the country, thank God, and adding new stations. We just added uh, Alaska and um, uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. I Lincoln, believe. Nebraska, uh-huh. which is cool. And um, but anyway, my my point being, where we live currently is going into pretty strict shutdown at midnight tonight because we fell under fifteen percent of ICU capacity, or the arbitrary number that they came up with even though it's not far off of that normally this time of year for the flu. But anyway, right? Um, strict shutdown tonight, and outdoor dining is gone from our area. Nail salons, barbershops, all that sort of stuff completely closed down. We're just talking about a woman who runs a nail salon crying on the local TV, and uh, I don't blame her for crying because this shutdown is probably going to put her out of business. And she bought all the plexiglass and separated the chairs and got the masks and did all the things that you would do.
1: But and nope. she is keeping her people and her customers safe. She is successful oh, absolutely.
0: in this. And customers are showing up feeling fine. She's feeling like everything. Everything is fine. I, as a public citizen, am fine with that place being open if they've got the plexiglass and the masks and all that. But, nope, she doesn't get to make a living. It's just outrageous. It's no. absolutely. It makes me so mad.
1: Yeah, the arbitrary iron hand of government swept her aside. And her cries of, we're doing everything you told us to and we're doing it well. Just ignore Ignored. And I'm looking at this Nevada Restaurant Association thing we were talking about earlier, which is just so idiotic and arbitrary and so insulting and paternalistic. Them saying, look, we can't have people gathered at the entrance waiting to get in. So and they come up with a scheme that you have to have reservations. They can't say to the restaurateurs, hey, guys, fig- and gals, figure out a way that people don't cluster
0: you wouldn't need to say that do you know anybody who's gonna go to a restaurant and stand in that crowded little room that they have at some restaurants you know where we're all six inches apart from each other jammed in there for a half hour waiting for a table only in idaho (laughs) no i'm gonna stand outside and wait right or move over there or whatever and then the restaurant's gonna come up with a way because they want to stay open we'll figure it out none of us want to get
1: sick so the Nevada Restaurant Association is begging the governor, Steve Sisolak, to uh, allow restaurants to operate at 50 percent capacity while employing the safety measures. And they point out in this article uh, the division of safety measures around the country, how uh, how inconsistent it is. But uh, Nevada ranks 21st in Corona violence. I'm sorry, coronavirus prevalence. Uh, Tennessee ranks 12th. But its restaurants are allowed to operate as long as they demonstrate proper distancing and sanitation rules. Same is true for Iowa. It ranks third right now. And there's no arguing the politics of it. Tennessee and Iowa have Republican governors. Cal Unicornia, Nevada, Oregon, Washington, with uh, Democratic governors who have a little higher tolerance for government control. Technocrats running society and bringing us a utopia.
0: I just, you know, I'm it it pains me I, i'm not even in this situation it just pains me to see people i guess because i've known so many people that have started businesses and failed started businesses and been successful it's it, it's it's a miracle whenever you get a business up and running and you can actually like pay your bills yeah and hire yeah. other people and then to, to to just this willy-nilly destroy those it's just well, it awful.
1: reminds me of years ago when the wheelchair Nazis would go around. These are attorneys or the the, uh, the minions of these attorneys. And they'd find these tiny little picky union violations of the Americans with Disability Act. I mean, like, you know, a guardrail is supposed to be 27 inches. It's 27 and a quarter inches. And they would sue these people. Uh, this was particularly true in California. They would sue these small businesses, often uh immigrant-owned businesses, because they're uh, their uh, english wasn't as good and they didn't have lawyers and stuff like that and they would blackmail them and if these people didn't capitulate they'd put them out of business and they were just hammering small businesses and ruining them and we can camp- we crusaded against this and we tried to get some help in the state house and the deaf ear the government uh, poobahs turned to toward uh, small business people and americans trying to earn a living was just it was well it was enlightening um, and i just i hate to see it so would, we're fighting for it. I don't know if anybody
2: else is.
0: Would we ever have an edict? This texture says that uh, is fat people must stay home. No, I don't think we'd probably do that.
2: It would be worded differently if yeah, it were. I would think so.
1: <laughs> yeah, although does everybody who's heavy understand that they are at extra high risk?
0: Certainly should have a public service announcements telling people that.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, they talk about high blood pressure and uh, like age. Ast-
0: you should, asthma age.
1: Yeah, you should say age is a
0: factor. So is being obese, if you're over this blah, blah, blah.
1: Right, yeah, everybody should know that. It's, it's uncomfortable. We can't have body shaming, Jack. We need fat acceptance. Clear into your grave.
0: Oh, there's a whole chapter on fat acceptance in uh, in James Lindsay's book. Uh, cynical, cynical theories, cynical yeah. Cynical theories. Have you read the chapter on fat acceptance? No, I haven't gotten to it, it yet. It's really interesting. Fat studies and all these different things, it's...
1: Is that like fat studies, like ethnic studies? Well, That's kind
0: a... of, and then, then just the whole the, the whole trend toward, um, you know, how doctors aren't supposed to bring it up, even though it's, it's a major leading factor of all kinds of health problems. Uh, interesting stuff.
1: Man, we've become a strange society. God,
0: I would say. Um, we've had the vaccine for about a year. Why did it take us so long to actually get it out? I didn't know this story. Uh, but we don't have to focus on the COVID the whole time. We can get to other things.
1: Oh, you know what we ought People to do? People are eating
0: G- more cereal. We should really talk about that. And
1: I'm sorry, the show's been my s- yeah, me too. S- so busy today uh, that uh, we haven't gotten to the Gavi Award. We have a Gavi Award winner. Oh, cool. Fantastic. All right. This hour. Promise.
3: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Some of the ship's COVID precautions include sailing at half capacity with mandatory masks at all times, mingling, discouraged, and no stop. So you're on a big ship, but it doesn't dock anywhere and you can't see anyone. Perfect vacation if you've been cooped up in quarantine for the last nine months and thought, I love my apartment, but I wish it was smaller and gave me motion sickness.
0: (laughs) That's a pretty good joke. Yeah. Um, Our clip of the day has been uh, about Eric Swalwell.
3: And yes, we're looking at you, Eric Swalwell, you lying creep.
0: We are staying on top Mm -hmm. of that story, and we'll have more details for you uh, as they come out. Uh, At some point, somebody's going to say, oh, yeah, I went out to eat with them, and they were all over each other or something, right? Oh, yeah. And that
1: changes what? Him and his hot Chinese spy
2: girlfriend. I think,
0: I think it, may, it makes it more likely that he had a romantic relationship gotcha, and that gotcha. he really should not be on the intel committee. That, that's lying my, creep. My, my my point is not to damage Eric Swalwell because he's a nothing in my life. My point is to treat China like we used to treat the Soviet Union. It's a big
1: deal. I appreciate your high-mindedness. High, high I'm, I'm out for uh, Eric Swalwell because he's a liar. He's utterly irresponsible. I mean, he is willing to lie to the American people about what he's learned on the Intelligence Committee to a level that is unconscionable. I think he's rotten to his rotten, rotten core.
3: You lying creep.
0: Yes. <laughs> Cereal eating is on the rise. I'm thinking it's the, the COVID and the not going to the restaurant, and it's, you know, just convenient.
2: Yeah, I guess it's awesome. Yeah, too many carbs, no, it's it's awesome and it's delicious. It's awesome and it's delicious. You got that weird little sugar milk thing at the end of it. I mean, what's well, not to like? <laughs>
0: exactly. We're big fruity pebbles people. Oh, that's so gross. Or cocoa pebbles because they're both gluten free. What's huh? gr-
2: what's gross? You were a
1: child. Right, it's so sugary what and What the hell is childlike? gross
0: about Cocoa Pebbles? It's, they're they're delicious, disgusting. Oh my disgusting. God, why don't you just eat
1: gummy bears all day, cramming them into your mouth? You Ugh. child.
0: Uh, after years of decline, the cereal industry has seen an uptick this year. Yes. As more consumers are working and learning at home, retail seals for the previous year, I'm looking at the graph, it's sharply up after years of decline, and it's been going down for, geez, the last decade. So it's back, baby.
1: Big grain and big sugar team up to make you big. It's always
0: huh? hard. We're gluten-free, and so it's amazing to me some of the stuff that is, I would have never guessed was gluten-free, and some of the stuff that isn't. Like, I, I can eat Cheerios all day long, obviously. Uh, Cheerios is, are healthy, though, so that doesn't really count toward the, the funniness. Gluten is the protein in wheat, right? Yeah.
1: Okay, so if it's rice or yep. corn? Yep. based.
0: But we can't eat, I don't think we can eat regular Rice Krispies. What
1: We can eat uh, Cocoa Pebbles
0: and Fruity Pebbles, which are like a Rice Those creepy.
2: deceitful Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Oh, yeah. Mm. They they look, lying they're they
0: like Mark Zuckerberg. They're kind of cutesy oh, and everything like gosh. that, but behind there, there's evil. There's they're as bad ass. as
1: Hunter. They're as bad as Hunter, Joe, and what's his name? Biden. Snap, mm. Crackle, and Pop. Liars. <laughs> uh, speaking of fur and lands, this is interesting. It's interesting on two levels. Number one, the story itself uh, with uh, Biden coming into office and almost certainly going way soft on immigration, there are already migrant caravans forming up in Central America.
0: Oh, can't wait to talk about that.
1: Who are going to travel north in mass migration events. And again, this is according to the liberal Washington Post. Uh, they mentioned that the the Trump uh, policies...
0: Now, is it organized by Who? Is it order organized by right wingers who want to embarrass Biden? By oh, left wingers who want more people to get into the country? By drug cartels who just I don't know. It's hard always hard to tell. Well Is I it Russia?
1: You, no, no, no. There need be no conspiracy. Number one, these countries, the the people's lives are not good. They're really not good at all between gangs and violence and poverty and the rest of it. And the last year has been awful for them. They've been hammered by the coronavirus pandemic and several powerful hurricanes. So if you thought, you know, Guatemala was crappy in 2018, uh, wait till you see it today. So these people are desperate for El Norte to live in the United States and have some economic opportunity. And so they're forming up these big caravans, and um, they will be heading our way any time now. Um, and uh, and it's funny because the Washington Post is saying uh, they're tap dancing around the fact uh, with some fancy pants writing that the Trump administration was completely successful in their policies, saying to Mexican President Andre Manuel López Obrador, who has at least too many too too many names, um, saying no, don't let anybody in. To the border seeking asylum. They got to wait in Mexico. You've got to deal with them. If they're in Mexico, you're keeping them and it worked and those caravans stopped and the policies kept people from sneaking across the border to a large extent. But they're about to reverse those.
0: This story just coming across the wire. Johns Hopkins is going to probably have to change its name. Really? Johns Hopkins, which has been behind a lot of the research on the coronavirus and everything like that. Somebody owned slaves can't have that. Stay tuned for the details. Oh, boy.
3: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Some of you think these kind of decisions are life-changing and important to our country, and then there are people like me that think it's just beyond crazy and silly and doesn't make any difference whatsoever, but... Somehow the narrative got started that Johns Hopkins, uh, the Hopkins part of Johns Hopkins University, was a uh, an abolitionist. And that story has been going on for 150 years. Okay. And so everybody is really proud of the Hopkins part of Johns Hopkins University, one of the most distinguished universities in the world and has really been at the forefront of the global response to covid-19 practically mm-hmm. all the stats we quote every day are from the john hop johns hopkins stuff right anyway the hopkins half of it was not an abolitionist the new york times has been looking into this and they've come across zero evidence that he was an abolitionist. Can't figure out where that even started or how it got well, started, but just it's good spin became a story. And it turns out he was a slave owner. So whoops, um, it looks like he wasn't a very good abolitionist. <laughs> looking at sense of that and sort of stuff like that. So there's a serious effort or discussion about whether or not the name needs to be taken off of there, and that okay. would fix what. And help what? And cure the what? The
1: historic time. legacy of systemic something or other.
0: All right. And I got more on that coming up in a little bit, I I, I I guess, or something kind of related to this sort of thinking. Do you know what flu bros are? No. I. This is the first time I've come across this term. Sean, have you ever heard flu bros or flu flu broing? No. I, I new I, one to I, me. Taking it out of context, I think it's some sort of this is no worse than the flu usually is or something. I don't know. But anyway, mm. more on that in a second.
1: But first, it's time for another Gavi Award, the Gavin Newsom Award for hypocrisy in government during COVID. Jack, we've had so many winners, so hypocritical, so high-handed in their orders to the little people while they violate them themselves. Uh, we're all human, we
3: all fall short sometimes.
0: Each statue handed out has that in quotes at the bottom. That's right. We're all That's human. right
1: and the creepy, slick-haired Gavin Newsom's face. Well, it takes a lot to win a Gavi award, Jack, and we have had so many great winners, but congratulations to Chicago Alderman. Tom Tooney represents Wrigleyville. He owns a restaurant, which he has secretly kept open, serving people inside even wow. as he and other city officials have called for strict lockdowns.
0: Boy, that's pretty good. If you can get your competitors to shut down and you stay open, that's got to be a win-win.
1: Well, I just love his explanation. He's actually a key member of Mayor, Mayor Lori Lightfoot's city council leadership team. Uh, with for zoning issues and that sort of thing he'd previously acknowledged diners eating inside his belmont resident uh, avenue restaurant and called it an error in judgment he said well we've been sporadically letting some people in regulars at the restaurant to accommodate them from time to time it's done it will not continue as of today so his explanation you restaurateurs who have shut down You're losing your revenue. You're losing your job. You're losing your house. All your employees are desperate. Don't you understand? He had to accommodate his regulars from time to time. So that's why he broke the rules. You have to follow the rules. Tony on Tuesday declined to comment about the citations beyond acknowledging he had received them and has a hearing early next week. The alderman also declined to comment about whether he'd spoken to the mayor, who famously got her hair done, calling that uh, necessary, even though she had closed all the salons like two days uh, prior. Then the Chicago Tribune mentions that Tony is just the latest Democratic politician to get in trouble for not following social distancing rules, mentioning several Gavi Award winners. Congratulations, Alderman Tony! You're a (laughs) Gavi Award winner!
0: That's a particularly good one. Moving to closed down restaurants and you keep your restaurant open. That's particularly good.
1: Yeah, you see, I have regulars who want to eat here, and I need the revenue. So that's why it was okay for me to open. I mean, that's just, you know, I'm never for political violence, but you just want to punch these people in the stomach. Breaking news,
0: Ellen DeGeneres has tested positive for COVID. Oh, great, Scott. Uh, and the only reason I really mention it is, if you ask my kids, unprompted, in fact, if uh, if Sam wasn't at school, I'd get him on the phone because it'd be funny to do this. Who's the scariest looking human on Earth? Both my kids would say Ellen DeGeneres. Really? <laughs> yeah. She's There's a picture of her on the back of the uh, Cheerios box, I think. So they see it uh, every Saturday, Sunday morning when uh, the old man's eating Cheerios. And they always go, ah! Turn that around. Wow. She's just particularly creepy looking. She used to have a delightfully elfin boyish look oh, to her. Couldn't have been cuter. Yeah. Couldn't have been cuter. And, you know, we all age, but I don't know, for some reason, the, the photo makes her look very frightening. Mm. Um, I think it's just funny. She'd be, probably be horrified that if she knew that she frightened young boys. <laughs> um, so, flu blowing. I I came across, I just scrolled through the tweet, and Brian Stelter Who's a guy on CNN? Oh, he's horrible. Said, "Look who's f- he's the eunuch." Oh, that he's the eunuch. That
1: yeah, he is. He is what their is alleged he- media critic, but he is an activist, left wingy liar
2: and oh, a eunuch. Oh, by the way, I he can- is not. He he resembles the character who was a eunuch on Game of Thrones, therefore earning him the nickname. Yeah. There is no actual evidence or reporting that he is he is himself. Sean, a eunuch. Sean look at him! Look at him!
0: By the way, I should throw in I hope Ellen the Generous is okay. I uh she seems like a nice person. I wish her no ill will. I should have thrown that in there. Went, yeah, it's straight have. from she's got it the COVID too. She frightens children. Yeah, please get um, well
1: soon, Ellen. We wish you well. But anyway, Brian stelter the unit. Quit allegedly chewing out your staff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and and tweeting out it's like being in prison from your 40,000-square-foot, one of your 40,000-square-foot...
1: Malibu Estates. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a lot like prison. Yeah.
0: Brian Stelter, the eunuch, tweeted out, Look who's flu broing now. And it was James Lindsay, who I would consider a friend of the Armstrong and Getty show and certainly somebody I admire greatly.
1: Love James.
0: I don't even know what the term flu-browing means. But anyway, uh, Brian Stelter had tweeted yesterday because we had a big day for coronavirus deaths yesterday, or at least the reporting was over 3,000 died yesterday. Imagine that 15 passenger jets full of COVID-19 patients crashed today all across the United States and killed everyone on board, because that's what happened, minus the airplanes. James Lindsay uh, responded to that tweet for some reason and said, how many lockdown-related suicides and deaths of despair today, Brian. How many jets worth of those? The answer is five, judging by most estimates. And who were they comparatively? How many people in their prime versus elderly and infirm? Grow up, man. Yeah. Was James well said, response. James. I, thought, I thought, thought that's pretty interesting. You had even more people die of deaths of despair and suicides in the prime of life. And so, well, this, this conversation goes on. I can get. Uh, I can follow. Through so it answer. was
1: saying that that Lindsay saying that that made uh, the eunuch say he was flu broing. Flu broing. Look who's Oh, for flu-browing. God's sake, the clever terms among the left on Twitter enough to make you insane.
0: Um, and his and James Lindsay's response was, uh, "Why don't you care about the lives uh, to the flu broing comment, whatever that means? Uh, why don't you care about the lives you're destroying in the bid to save other lives? Why are you too stupid to understand there are trade offs?" Or are you too callous or blind to let you choose the adjective adjective yourself? Wow. James feeling a little edgy today, apparently. <laughs> that's that's getting into it. But um it is interesting that nobody's willing to have that conversation. We are trading deaths for deaths
1: in some cases. Absolutely, and, which we've been howling for months.
0: And um uh and and even if you don't have stats uh that show it's more deaths, deaths of despair and suicides, which James Lindsay is claiming you can, um, uh, even if it's not the same, you got to at least discuss it,
1: don't you? Of course, of course, especially, you know, you add to that on, uh, you know, undone cancer screenings, uh, untaken uh, chemotherapies. Uh, the the number of people who are still terrified to go to the hospital, uh, even if they've had what seems to be a stroke or a heart attack, because they've come to believe that to be within a block of a hospital is to get the COVID. I mean, how about all those deaths and, 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 and terrible, you know, not everything that hurts you terribly kills you. But, uh, you know, how many people have had strokes because they're afraid to go to the hospital because of the monomania, the obsession with the COVID-19 by CNN and, then, and other
0: people? And then lives altered forever because you didn't go to school for a full year.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. And or are having terrible emotional problems. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just I, I, I don't know if a guy like Stelter can't see that or, or if he's just under marching orders. I mean, CNN was obsessed with that that danged Malaysian plane for months and months and months. You can't tell me everybody on CNN was just simultaneously that fascinated by that plane disappearing. It's marching orders. So I don't know, is, is Stelter that blind to a holistic view of the pandemic and what to do about it? Or, or is he just going with the CNN marching orders? I don't know.
0: So Adam Carolla is, was, is based out of California, and he's moving, you said, to Texas?
1: Yeah, he's an L.A. guy, born and bred. He spent his entire life around L.A., and he's moving to Houston, I believe.
0: But almost all of California is now back to really shut down. And uh, including where where I live starting tonight, like no outdoor dining at all. Um, You're not supposed to go any you're supposed to stay at home unless you're going to work or the hospital or uh, grocery store, really. Um, And so all that's happening. And Adam Adam Carolla tweeted out, if shutdowns work, why didn't they work the last time? Right. Which is a
1: decent question. Right. And is the cost worth the benefit to the extent that they do work? Because they slow down infections. But at what cost?
0: Mm. I'll I'll be interested to watch over the next couple of days uh, how seriously, because last time we did this, it was a ghost town. I don't think it's going to be a ghost town tomorrow. No. When I open my door and head out into the world.
1: Yeah. One of my favorite restaurants is getting hammered with fines right now because they've been serving people. So you're going to see more and more of that as well. And uh, tensions getting higher and higher, I believe.
0: My son and all his friends meet at the park on Friday afternoons. Will the kids be at the park tomorrow? Because you're not supposed to be. Um, will there be other people at the park? Will there be people
1: out and about everywhere? I don't know. Kids, I, I have a feeling they will. Kids playing outdoors at the park should be the first thing that happens. It should happen all day. The, the moron governor should be insisting on that, not cracking down on it. Hmm. I don't like know. For obvious reasons. Number one, the kids are going to be fine. They're not going to get the vid outdoors at the park. They have to do something. Their emotional health is, is threatened. Kids, go play. Go outside and play.
0: Uh, we got some other stuff we should probably jam in before we get out of here. If anybody knows what Flu Bro is or what Flu Broing is, text me. 415 295 KFTC.
3: Armstrong and Getty. going to be, the test doesn't become more profound than your own son being investigated. And he has laid down this marker very, very clearly as one of the distinguishing, the things that distinguish him from President Trump.
1: That's uh, Jonathan Swan from Axios talking about Joe Biden on the campaign trail said that unlike that crooked, crooked Trump, my Justice Department will be entirely independent and I will never influence it. And now he's got his own boy under investigation. So we're going to find out how serious he was. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, he uh, also got a little fired up. I guess the uh, the Biden people had said, oh, this is just.
0: Uh... Oh, yeah, well, wait a second. They, they made a, a an odd claim. But go on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It occurs to me. Now, wait a second. 1551 are about the Eric Swalwell thing.
3: And Aren't yes, they- we're looking at you, Eric Swalwell, you lying <laughs> creep.
1: You lying creep. You lying creep. Yeah, I'd, I'd misunderstood something uh, our executive producer said, but yeah, I'm pretty sure the Jonathan Jonathan Swan stuff is about Swalwell. Okay. The, the fifty fifty one. Gotcha. Uh, do you want to do that? Do you Still want to go interested. That? I, yeah, I rarely
0: am unhappy to hear something from Jonathan Swan. He's no, an he interesting is,
1: dude. Yeah, so smart. But anyway, so um, uh, Swalwick's people had, had said, yeah, this story about the Chinese spy, it's just political payback because I was hard on Trump. Well, he's more than hard on Trump. He lied and lied and lied and lied and called him a Russian agent. But here's clip 50, Jonathan Swan of Axios. Use
3: your common sense. Uh, even Swallow acknowledges that... Uh, He first found out Axios was on this in 2019. I know my colleague, his timeline's wrong. He says July 2019. It's not July, but she's been working on this for more than a year. So just anyone who has any passing uh, understanding of how Trump world works, do we really think that they put out some opposition research and then patiently wait a year beyond an election for for the for the very well-respected China correspondent to to report it out in a nuanced fashion I mean give me a break it's completely absurd
1: (laughs) yeah no kidding so so
0: Swalwell himself or his people claimed that it was like a Trump hit yeah this whole thing Mm -hmm. yeah boy he's looking dirtier I mean that 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 makes you seem more guilty to me not
1: less guilty oh 100% I mean, because his original story, yeah, I knew her kind of a while ago. I haven't talked to her for years. The FBI warned me, so I gave her the stiff arm.
0: Were you were you in a physical relationship with her? Because that her, her M.O. was to pursue physical relationships uh, with up-and-coming uh, politicians.
1: Uh, 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 I can't answer. That's classified. And, and this is a Trump hit job. Yeah. This, is, this, is a,
3: this is a hit job.
1: That's not looking good. Give us clip 51.
3: The story is really important. It shows how the Chinese Communist Party operates inside this country. It shows how they infiltrate uh, local politics, how they identify young, uh, in some cases, soft targets, people who don't have uh, a lot of staff around them, who don't have experience, who don't actually understand the tactics of the Chinese Communist Party. And then they follow them up and they follow them in some cases in Eric Swalwell's case. He has become a very, very powerful, important member of Congress with access to the nation's top secret. So it's a very important story just to understand how China is operating right now in this country.
0: I agree. It's easy to get caught up in the sex because that's fun, and they're spies, and that's always interesting, and, you know, movies and books, spies, people love that sort of stuff. And I hate Eric Swalwell because I think he's a lying putz, but... You lying creep. The important part of the story (laughs) is that China trying to infiltrate this and that, and did they infiltrate uh, Swalwell or not? And should a guy be on the Intelligence Committee who was with a Chinese spy?
1: And how many dozens, hundreds, thousands... Of those young women and young men are out there doing what she was doing. And they'll do it till they get busted. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, she might be one of a hundred in the country right now.
1: I have a final thought about this very story, but let's get to uh, the introduction. And now, final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. Engage. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap the show up. Michelangelo presses the buttons in the control rooms. Michael, final thought.
3: Yeah, buy some A&G swag from our online store. Remember, it's only with support from you guys that quality programming like this can survive. <laughs>
2: Positive Sean, our producer, has a final thought. Sean? New trailer dropped today. I guess it's going to be released on our phones at some point in the future, because I don't know what movie theaters is going to do. But Bob Odenkirk is playing a John Wick type. Of a, uh, a guy with a particular past and a certain set of skills. Looks awesome.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. So, John Wick, is that like a he's a super ass-kicker guy Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, Bob Odenkirk. Really? Yeah. yeah. What? Saul. Better call him. Jack, a final thought? Yeah, if there are
0: a hundred more of these fong-fong types around the country, there's got to be a lot of low-level politicians, mayors, whatever, and thought, oh, man. <laughs> oh, come on. I thought she's into me. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, I can guarantee you there are hundreds. Uh, My final thought has to do with that. Uh, Don't forget, in 2017, China passed uh, an intelligence law that says every Chinese citizen must execute the the will of the government if asked in terms of espionage and intelligence gathering. Of course. It's an actual law. Of course. so I mean they they not only do they like twist your arm or tell you if you like your uncle you better do this it's it's codified there's a 50 year old city
0: councilman in Milwaukee who is gonna take his hot 21 year old Chinese girlfriend to the company Christmas party He's now oh man
1: oh hell I'm oh. gonna end up in Gitmo I was gonna show <laughs> off to my friends Man, no wonder she always asked me to take pictures of the local military base. I, I always thought that was weird.
0: <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up
1: another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Whether you want to pick up some swag for yourself or a loved one, drop us an email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We have hot links. We have the podcasts, all the podcasts, downloadable at armstrongandgetty.com.
0: That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Um, And then what? We don't usually have time left over, so I don't know. We'll see you tomorrow, I guess. Humano, God, humano, humano. God bless
3: America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> That's sucks. <sad. laughs> if you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing.
2: Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing
3: horror show. We'll
1: be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words.
3: It's over for me. Adios. Okay, so you're we're dismissed. Is that correct? Do you want to rephrase what you're doing? And yes, we're looking at you, Eric Swalwell. You lying creep. Armstrong and Getty.